This episode of the Pro Golf Podcast is brought to you by Pro Golf Discount. The new product for 2018 is hitting the stores right now. From the Cobra F8 line to the new Callaway Rogue and the highly anticipated M3 and M4 from TaylorMade. Plus new clubs from Ping and new balls from Titleist as well. Be sure to head into your local Pro Golf Discount to check it all out today. Get fit on the most advanced launch monitor product on the market and from the most experienced staff in the entire Northwest. They'll customize the perfect club for you to take to the course in 2018. With five locations in Tacoma, South Center, Bellevue, Linwood, and Bellingham, for all your golfing needs, you gotta go to Pro Golf Discount. Let's start the show. Pro Golf Podcast is back for 2018. I don't want to say back and better than ever because I don't want to set expectations too high, you know, but we're back for 2018. That's something. It's kind of like the Tiger layoff, you know, we're, we're just getting back into the groove right Low, now. Lowered expectations, everybody. Yeah, we're, you know, we're probably ranked a little better than Tiger is right now, but I think we're like, we're the 525th most popular golf podcast so well, we're a little bit ahead of tiger in that department well we got room uh room to uh improve that number just like tiger does and uh we'll talk a, a little bit about that obviously we've only had one glimpse of his revamped swing minus yeah. a swing coach yeah. but uh we'll get to that so 2018 is upon us have you set your goals like justin thomas did at the start of 2017 do you have a do you have a notes on your phone over there that we could go through or yeah, no, my goal is to play more golf. That's okay. It. So work less, get paid more, play more golf. So, <laughs> all right, let's see how many you can check at the end of the year. Yeah, like I mean, Justin it's, Thomas was it's all like, about a setting obtainable goals. Sure. It's been an interesting off season, which, you know, there's hardly any off season in golf. And the talk really all this off season is about Tiger, which has kind of been the story for a few years running now. And is he back? And will he make a return? And fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. This is what come back four, four? five, something yeah. like that since the the broken window, Florida there. So Tiger Woods Hero World Challenge didn't look too bad, being honest and. Good news then, he didn't jump on a plane and go fly over to Dubai to screw up his back. There are some signs, his chipping, uh, still maybe a little suspect, but what are your thoughts on Tiger right now? Obviously, the swing looked good. Um, he's hitting the ball further than his last kind of revamp. He cut his coach. He's doing it on his own, which, you know, for a guy in in that level and who's been doing it as long, he knows his swing better than anyone, so... You can't fault him right now. I'm sure that through the year, if uh, if he does start making some headway, he, he'll probably bring someone that he knows, and maybe he'll just use Nota Begay as kind of his, you know, other set of eyes. But the problems that I'm having, like you said, whether it's his third or his fifth comeback right now, he played at the Hero World Championship was at a golf course that he is very familiar with. Right. You know, it's where a lot of pros – you know, take their off season. It's where he went on his boat with his lady friends. And, yeah. You know, so he knows the Bahamas or where, what was that? Bahamas? I think, yeah, Bahamas. Bermuda. Yeah. So I think everyone, I think everyone's expectations, I know mine are, and probably including yours are, 
wait and see. Yeah. You know, what have you done for me lately? And we'll see, you know, if he comes out and he, you know, by some miracle, maybe he shoots a top 25 this coming week at Torrey. A miracle. You would say it's a miracle if, he, if he's a top 25. I mean, but it is a golf course that he is very familiar with. Right. He has eight victories on, a couple of U.S. Opens. So we don't know until we know. You know, that's the case to be made, I guess, is that if things are a little different this time around and he's slowing the comeback and he's going to start it out at a course that he's super familiar with where he won his last major, maybe this is uh, maybe this will be a little bit different. You brought up Nota Begay. I just popped into my head. Is NBC not paying their crew well enough? Because <laughs> Bones is out there caddying for Justin Thomas. Yep. Nota, who's, I mean when he's not providing commentary, is busy cheerleading for Tiger Woods as hard as he can. I just was wondering if NBC is, you know, maybe needs to – is Johnny Miller still getting money from them? Yeah. Well, I think, too, that I think part of it with the Bones story is that that's just a great storyline for them. <laughs> you know, one day, you know, and, and even though Bones' tenure as an on-course commentary is short-lived so far, he's been really good. He's kind of been like that – Tony Romo of football where yeah. you just like, oh, wow, he is really good at this. Well, I think it, it comes down as a good storyline. The tournament of champions is one thing. It's still kind of a funny, even though it's the beginning of the year tournament, it's still kind of funny money tournament. You got 28 guys in it or whatever. Yeah. Everyone gets a paycheck. Then the Sony, same thing. A lot of the guys, you know, use it as a, a vacation. Um, I don't I'm, over, I'm over in Hawaii anyways. Yeah. I might as well play in this tournament. So I think it's probably a good storyline, and, and I think it also shows shows that golf is kind of in a weird position right now. It's kind of transcending what we've seen in the past. Does it say anything about the state of golf right now that, you know, there, there are – if you're a golfer, from golf fans' perspective, there's any number of maybe eight guys right now that you could legitimately get excited about. DJ, Rory, Spieth, Justin Thomas coming off player of the year yeah. in 2017. And yet the thing that still dominates this offseason is Tiger Woods, somebody who's last year we spent a number of podcasts trying to say he's irrelevant. But if, he, if we talk about him and he's irrelevant and we still talk about him, maybe he's not that irrelevant. He's still got some cachet left in him. I think I think the big part of it is, and, and at the Hero or sometime – during the President's Cup even maybe, uh, there was some pretty good banter between Woods and Spieth and Woods and Justin Thomas where you got these 22, 23, 24-year-olds looking at their golf icon and saying, I can beat you. Sure. Where, you know, when they were growing up, he was unbeatable. Yeah, they well they yeah the the generation that grew up in the you know the black hole of Tiger Woods that you know he just cast a shadow over the entire golf landscape. Nobody except Phil Mickelson really uh, could succeed at all. So yeah, these young guys now that's what's exciting. I think that's what anybody that's a golf fan wants to see. There is this pocket of great players. I want to see more than I want to see Spieth and Thomas playing together like we talked about last year. Mm -hmm. I want to see Spieth and Tiger playing together in the final round. I want to see DJ and Tiger playing together in the final round. And I think it's a motivator for Tiger too, you know, is that when when you go out and play and, you know, if we're playing with our buddies or even me playing against you, you know, you've had my number for the last year or so. I always try and elevate my game just a little bit more, you know, in order to try and beat you. And I think that that's something that, that Tiger embraces. Um, it's I also, not the first time my game has been compared to Tiger Woods, well, but I appreciate that. The other part of it is 
I threw you. <laughs> I threw you. Totally. You, you have so yeah. many insults you want to hurl my way right now. <laughs> you dera- I derailed you. Not suitable for work. Um, no, but but I think that more than ever in, in getting back to this Tiger comeback thing, this is going to be the most difficult time he's going to have to try and come back with the amount of players that are now fixtures, who are young, who are eager, who have tasted – victory and majors and they don't want to let it go um i think it's going to be really hard for him to jump back in and and make any headway against the thomas the Spees, the fowlers the djs the rory's and i mean it just and tommy fleetwood now yeah who is you know making a name for him in about 12 months you know this is how much people are thirsty for tiger news but the lead story on one of these websites was that tiger was changing up his practice routine did you see this i did see it yeah that he's gone away from starting with wedges and he's he's swinging now with a driver to loosen everything up this is the this is the freddie couples idea who has long had a bad back there's different ways to warm up um some of the more notable ones would certainly be miguel angel jimenez has a great (laughs) warm-up routine (laughs) they've always said tom watson warms up with a three iron because that's a tough club to find the groove if you can find find the if you can find the sweet spot on the three iron the rest of the bag should be no problem Talk me through your warm-up routine, Brandon. What does your warm-up routine consist of? Uh, I hit the easiest club in my bag, the pitching wedge, which uh-huh. is also so your feeler out. And then I essentially go to the club I hit best in my bag, which is my driver, mm-hmm. which I have been gifted with that purpose in life of my golf life is that I can, can hit, hit a driver, a driver yeah. great. Yeah. I hit maybe two or three putts because I don't practice at all. Yeah. I go to the range once in a while, so my expectations are I got six holes to figure it out and then I try and turn it on and shoot even on the back nine. <laughs> I love it. I love this I love it. <laughs> Very similar, almost following in the, your exact footsteps. I like to go to the clubhouse. I like to get a beer. I like to make sure the rest of the group's okay with a breakfast ball. And then I like to go to the first tee. It definitely takes me longer to order cocktails <laughs> than I spend on the range. And if you're saying, okay, now come on, Justin, you know, a breakfast ball. What are you doing getting beer and then having a breakfast ball? First of all, beer is okay at any time of the day when you're out on the golf course. Yes. And second of all, there's also not a problem with having a breakfast ball for a twilight round of golf. It, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Both are acceptable. So... Lay off. Look, that's how we do it. It is crazy. I did read through. It looked, you know, his twelve hours of workout routine. Oh my gosh. I mean, it it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Where, you know, if I was a professional golfer and that's all I had to do, yeah. sounds like a pretty damn good day to me. Yeah. You know, you wake up, you have a, a high protein, low fat breakfast, you go to the range, you go play nine holes, you chip and putt, you have another high high protein, low fat lunch. Maybe you play nine more holes, then you do some, you know, upper body strength workout, and then uh, at seven o'clock you're finally relaxing. I always liked personally. I mean, that's good, but I always liked the Pat Perez <laughs> routine, yeah. which was to go hit a few balls at the range, putt, play a high stakes game of golf with your friends, come back, have a few cocktails, smoke a few cigars, and play some cards with your friends at the end of the night. That was that's the Pat Perez move, I think. I that would. Yeah, and that could do that. You could also live with that. Yeah, well, and that's also how you know you get Anthony Kim off the tour in uh, a couple of years. So, no. pour one out right now, yeah. Anthony Kim. Ooh. 
I just wanted one more thing to finish up. Both of our warm-up routines are significantly better. You might people might scoff at it and say, "Wow, those two guys don't really care too much." Both are better than another one of our playing partners' routines, <laughs> which is to show up three minutes after the tee time and try and meet us down the first fairway. Jordan Morrison, yeah. you know who you are. Shout out, yeah. I had a chance to talk to a representative for Cobra Golf here in the Puget Sound. His name's Mitch Borgo, and we talked about all the buzz about the new product line for Cobra heading into 2018. Mitch Borgo, Cobra Puma Golf, getting ready for the 2018 launch, the new product line for Cobra. Uh, we've seen the, the F line in the past, F6, F7, and now F8 is coming down the line for 2018. Yeah, you called it. Uh, definitely the 8 will be the 2018 product line. For Metal Woods and Irons, we launched the Metal Woods actually the 12th, and then the Irons will follow about two weeks later for 2018. So still the same like family, though, with the F-Series. And the big thing this year that uh, I think a lot of people are taking note of on the driver uh, specifically is there's a, a milled face on the driver, something you haven't seen in a, in a driver line before, seen it in other aspects of, of golf, but it has a certain buzzword to it when you hear the word milled what will that uh, tell me about the milled face and then what it'll do for the average player no it's a great question and probably the one i've been addressing the most over the last probably four to six months a milled face driver uh, this will be the first ever in golf Uh, we're going to launch it in the f8 Uh, when i first saw a milled face driver it was kind of like wow factor right it looks beautiful People have seen the images, it draws attention into it, and then the next step is like, well, what does it actually do? Uh, Milled face, uh, when I first uh, started thinking about it, we initially kind of react as golfers to like, well, that's in like a Cameron putter, you know, expensive putters, it's in wedges, so you think luxury, premium. CNC milling is available in a bunch of different industries, but it's the most expensive way to remove product it's, it's done by a computer, so it's perfect from part to part. So it really takes an archaic way of making a driver face and connecting it to the next level. And it'll bring innovation into driver faces going forward. And uh, it allows us to make the face thinner. It allows us to make the face a little bit faster and a little bit lighter and really improve performance across the entire club face. So, And when you talk about thinner face and faster face, that translates into distance right for the average player yeah distance ball speed i mean we're every company is trying to do the same thing basically make to go far and make it the sweet spot as big as possible and then make cool looking products adjustable products we're all kind of the, the consumer wants something new and different so this really kind of helps that and it creates a ton of buzz and something that the golfer hasn't seen before as well Touching on the the cool aspect of it, uh, I, I think Cobra, you know, your guy's horse uh, is is Ricky Fowler, and um, he does bring a certain sort of cachet, um, something different to the world of golf. Um, you know, he's he's had a good start to the year. How encouraging to see him in the first tournament he teed it up with. Uh, you know, that has to be huge for for your company to see success like that right away from your main guy. Yeah, I mean, Ricky Fowler moves the needle hands down he's one of the most popular guys on tour nicest guy on tour like you couldn't pick a better staff guy to represent your brand so that that's been really good for cobra puma golf anytime you launch a new product it always has to be validated on tour 
first weekend play on tour uh, was Tiger's event, the Hero Challenge. A ton of people watched that tournament. It got me interested. So he put F8 medals into play that week. Um, great event, and he went out and shot 61 on the final round, first time he's played them. Yeah. You know, so that was pretty powerful for us, and uh, I don't think they're coming out of the bag. And, and you mentioned it's not just the driver, it's the fairway wood, which is, um, you know, we'll touch on that in the product line. What, what's the fairway wood doing this year? Yeah, so like Ricky hadn't switched fairway woods in a couple of years, you know, guys get sensitive to that, so... We put um, the same like face insert that we've had in his like bio or amp basically into the F8 Plus. So we're going to offer two different fairway woods this year, F8 and F8 Plus. Um, they'll both be, a, the F8 will have carbon fiber crown this year, which we didn't have in our fairway woods last year, and the aerodynamic features that will feature in the driver as well, and then the baffler technology, which is the rails. Uh, for all golfers, including tour players, it's just a great feature and benefit that increases stability at impact, more consistent, and it maintains ball speed as you pretty much hit the ball off the ground in a hybrid or fairway setting. And, and you were saying that that's kind of been one of the trademarks, one of the things Cobra is, is known for that they've done over the years and probably do it better than anybody else in fairways and hybrids is that, that rail technology. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even alive uh, when it came out. So it was 1973, and that's really what started the company. Uh, back, uh, I think, Tom Crow, when he started, that was the baffler technology, and that's been some th a product that works. Uh, we kind of reintroduced it like two years ago into the F6, into Ricky's like five wood, and then rolled it out in the full lineup pretty much in fairways and hybrids last year, and then made some small adjustments and improvements to the F8. Uh, baffler technology and fairways and hybrids this year too so it's cool because it separates us it gives differentiation between us and other brands and uh, you can see it too it's visual let's move on to the irons um, what are we seeing cobra made a, a big introduction last year uh, in the, introducing the one length family um, to the world of golf bryson dechambeau um, kind of the guy that that I don't want to say originated that, but maybe he did. <laughs> um, he, he, he definitely brought it to the forefront with, with his style and bringing that, um, that new technology around. You guys introduced it, and it was successful enough that it's coming back around this year, correct? Yeah, correct. You know, like last year, uh, Bryson obviously got his tour card. He plays one-length product. We brought that product to market for the consumers along with variable irons. So we had two different ways you could play the game. You could play the game like Ricky with variable or one length like Bryson. Uh, this was new for the entire industry, right? Like one length irons had been introduced into golf, but not necessarily at a level that was successful. And we've never seen anybody actually play it on tour or let alone win on tour. So it really got validated uh, kind of in the summer with Bryson. And then we're going to roll it into F8 irons for this year. But it's really been a product that uh, the more you think about it or more talk about it, it's really, really simple. Um, but we want to have two different options for golfers, and um, it kind of brings excitement to Cobra branding for irons as well. How about the standard, the standard F8 line, the variable length? What are we seeing new in the face in that line this year? Yeah, so we're going to have the same technology in F8 variable irons as we do in one length uh, as far as like the product is concerned. Uh, we're adding carbon fiber into the irons, so that uh, reduces weight, but it also provides better feel, better sound. 
Uh, we have PowerShell technology, so it's like our cup face technology for irons. Gives you more distance, better ball speed, especially where golfers need it, which is mid and long irons. And then we have tech flow construction. So there's different irons within the set. So the wedges, for example, are more of like, we call it specialty or look like a wedge or more of a blade, more feel. Uh, mid irons are more half hollow construction and then it transitions into a full hollow construction in the long irons, the four through seven. So it's trying to provide uh, a set that gives you the benefit in each objection for each club throughout the set. So, so if you're a type of player that has trouble getting a longer iron up in the air, that full hollow construction helps in that, but you don't want the pitching wedge to go up into the stratosphere, you want to keep it under control, you can do that in this set because because of that technology. Is that basically the idea? Yeah, that's the idea. It's like instead of just having technology and then just changing the lofts and changing the links, we're actually building each club specifically for its goal um, and then fitting the consumers into that. And we still kind of have to do the fitting of like there's a point where golfers struggle hit irons and that's where we suggest they go into hybrids as well. So... Um, you know, it's exciting, right? We have two different ways we can play the game with one length or variable. And we also, for the one length guy, we're going to introduce a one length hybrid. So guys that really struggle to hit long irons they and are one length guys, they can actually get hybrids to kind of go into their sets as well. Very cool. Um, how about there's one other line that we haven't touched okay. on, and that's for somebody that isn't enamored with what the tour players are playing, um, maybe doesn't. Um, you know, doesn't care what the hot thing is. They just want something that's forgiving and easy. The average player, right, that's looking for the easiest club to hit, you guys have something for them too, correct? Correct. That uh, family's called the F-MAX. So really the MAX stands for, like, max game improvement. It's kind of that super game improvement category. When you think about how a golf club is built, um, certain things come up, right? There's a lot of golfers that are slow swing speed, miss the ball to the right. Um, they don't technically need like adjustability. Uh, they want to get the ball as high as possible, as far as possible, and prevent the ball from going to the right or like a slice. So that's really what FMAX is about. Um, the target consumer is basically like 61 years old, low swing speed, they just feel like they don't need to be buying the same clubs that they're kind of advertised to on tour um, and realize like, hey, maybe that's not for me. What is available? And that's really what FMAX is all about. So it's still, it's still got a ton of technology in it. It's not just a price point option. This is still a, a product that has a lot of technology. It's just not, not going to be featured on tour. Yeah, I mean, Ricky's definitely not going to be playing any <laughs> FMAX product. Um, you know, just the simple basics of it is like the weights permanently in the heel. Um, we make the drivers hybrids and fairways with offset. Um, so that's a design feature that's been around for a long time. It's probably the most beneficial design feature that anybody could have that misses the ball right. It just really helps square up the face a little bit and prevent the ball from going farther right than it should. So there's a ton of golfers that need that, right, versus buying adjustability and then tweaking it, and then they just leave it there. Um, so they can actually save a little bit of money and just buy it permanently set in. And then F-Max is it goes all the way down through the metals, all the way into the irons. Um, even we looked at grips, for instance, swing weights, all this stuff that's designed for the average guy. 
which is a huge percentage of the market. And one of the final things we touch on with the, the clubs is that in addition to everything you've talked about, um, you guys have Arcos, uh, a component, um, which is, well, I'll let you kind of explain it, but it is, it's really cool new technology that anybody that's into stats, tech savvy, um, it would probably really help them out uh, if they're trying to find out more about their game. Go ahead and let me, let me know about Arcos. Yeah, so Arcos is a big partner for Cobra Puma Golf. Um, just to summarize, it gives the consumers the ability to get tour analytics. You know, we watch golf on TV, we see like stats, ball speed, carry distance, all these numbers that we watch these guys and we always kind of wonder well, like, well, what is mine? Mm -hmm. How do I get that information? Arcos gives the average golfer the ability to to get that information and really the goal is to provide golfers with data so they could technically make better decisions on the golf course. If you never get that information, it's hard to hit the right club. I mean, I think 90% of golfers miss greens short. Yeah. But it's hard to convince somebody of that, but if you put the information right in front of their face, they might realize like, wow, I didn't realize my six iron only goes 145 yards. Yeah. Like, I usually hit seven. I mean, anything you can do to technically um, allow golfers to score better, have more enjoyment, it's just going to be featured in all of our products. And then for the person that's interested in that, they can take advantage of it. And then there's obviously going to be their kind of classic golfers that maybe don't dive into. But we wanted to give the consumer or the golfer the choice. Something worth checking out. And like you said, it comes automatically built in to Cobra product. It's, it's in the grip. Uh, butt end of the grip and it would pair with an app on your smartphone um, so it's um, it's pretty cool if you're, if you're into that it might be a reality check for some people though have you thought about that <laughs> yeah I mean I tested it in the driver we had it pretty much in driver last year so I used it um, there's definitely some numbers where I thought I was probably hitting the ball a little bit farther yeah. off the tee so getting like there's a feature called smart distance so it gives you kind of a range of like well how far do you really hit it it really helped to identify like, okay, I hit the ball to 61 on average. So when I'm playing golf and I see a fairway trap, like, okay, I can't actually carry that. And that's on like, a, you know, averages over like 30 rounds of golf too. So there's a, yeah, there's definitely some, <laughs> you know, we all have big egos at golfers. So um, I'm excited to kind of connect it through my whole set and then play golf and then look back at the data and then really kind of go from there and uh, use that to make better decisions. I think it's just really relevant into the shorter clubs of some of the wedges and stuff too. And it's been pretty cool. Like I tested it down at Chambers on a really cold day and they had like a plays like feature. So it gives you more, better way to pick the right club, you know, and to see how much weather affects like distance on irons or just the whole game. I mean, it can really change, right? Like each day is kind of different on the golf course and yeah. wind elevation, air pressure, all yeah, that stuff is calculated and they're really involved with Microsoft, you know, so that's, I mean, there's no better technology company and it's right in our backyard here in Seattle too. So it's been kind of fun to watch it evolve. Yeah, really cool feature. Anything else that uh, we have not touched on that you feel like uh, we need to make sure everybody knows about for 2018? I think we'll see a new uh, player's iron at the uh, PGA show in a couple of weeks. So, um, That'll be exciting. I haven't seen it yet. So we will have probably some new 
launches in spring and then Puma you know just go check out Puma it's been uh, pretty fun to watch Ricky's obviously pretty influential and there's a new shoe technology called PowerDap, so it basically gives the golfer the benefit of spikeless comfort with the traction of a spike shoe combined into one product. So I think that's interesting because footwear really hasn't seen any major technology changes in a long time. So I think that would be kind of fun to see. And Ricky and Bryson will both be using those on tour this year. Will it be featured in every Puma shoe or just certain just certain models? Uh, mostly like the higher end stuff. So anything that says uh, power adapt will have that technology. And you can kind of see it too, or the spikes will have a kind of orange color to them when you flip them over so you can see that technology. Um, basically, it's uh, technology that allows the spike socket to go away. So it gives you comfort of the Ignite foam and then uh, the new cleat too. So cool. it should be pretty cool. Awesome. Mitch Borgo, Cobra Puma Golf. Thanks for the time. You got it. Thanks, Justin. That'll do it for the initial maiden voyage of the 2018 Pro Golf Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. For Brandon, I'm Justin. We'll talk to you next time. Happy birthday, Jack.